0: Hello again, Pastor Deborah here, and welcome into the Garden of Spiritual Eden. Even though I am physically in my living room in Pensacola, Florida, I am at the same time teaching inside of the spiritual place on earth called the Garden. I am a shepherd of it. I watch over it, I guard it and protect it, along with some big cherubims, (coughs) excuse me, and with some flaming swords. It's a wonderful place. Today, we're outside. This is part of the King's International Spiritual Care University. We are in the courses called Basic. This one is going to be the first in a series that deals with some ancient concepts, civilizations, and ancient beginnings. As you know, in this university, I am taking you on a journey, digging up treasures, uncovering things that have been hidden. They were even hidden from me. I had a call and a purpose to help people. I pursued that in the world in mental health counseling, as many of you know that. And then back in about 1995, I was asked by the higher power that I serve, the creator of the garden, to put all of that knowledge and understanding and wisdom down and to pick up a different way. Once again, I'm going to take you a little deeper to the journey that I took so you'll have a little more understanding of everything I went through, the learning I had to get, the deep understanding about things I knew nothing about which I had to read a lot of books about. And about a world that I knew nothing, never even existed to me. So this class that you're going to take is still in the basics because we can't get you into the actual work of it until your faith grows, your knowledge grows, you have an understanding of many, many topics. But today's topic, today's class in the basic courses of the King's International Spiritual Care University is Ancient Days. As you know, I got on this team at a church called the Deliverance Ministry, which they did change the title to Personal Ministry Team. Because the word deliverance was a little freaky, I guess, to some people who didn't believe in deliverance. So they made it personal ministry. And from there, I was on two teams at the same time. I was on the prayer team, so I'd had about a year with that. I learned how to do altar calls. I'll tell you a story, because when I got started in this new way of helping people... Even though I had been in a Lutheran church for six years, faithfully going to the church, the Sunday school, any kind of training they had to help people, volunteering with them in the community, I did that. But boy, did I learn I was lacking in a lot of spiritual revelations. I even went and watched, there was a great movie called Martin Luther. I studied him on YouTube. There was a movie that came out during this time. Excellent movie. Because the Lutheran Church, of the Missouri Synod, had come out of Lutheranism, out of Germany, out of the Catholic and the protest, this protest, which is what Protestant means, I'm a protester, against the Catholic, the universal church. Some bad things had happened in Germany. Things like indulgences. You want to get into, out of purgatory where you're punished after death. And you are punished for your sins. You want to get your family out or yourself out. You spend money and you give money to a priest for an indulgence. And he said, not only you, but your family would have a shortened time in this purgatory because you couldn't make it up to paradise or heaven till you passed through purgatory. And it was a way for the Catholic Church at the time to be raising money. They preyed on innocent people. If you watch some of the great movies, one of them was called God's Outlaw was about John Whitecliffe, these people who were translating, John Huss, William Tyndale. They were taking the Catholic Latin Bible, translating it out of Latin and Greek into their native languages, which was against the law at that time, because the control of the word Was to be held in these priest hands. Because their philosophy was only us who go to school. And can speak and write and read. And buy into this system. We're the only ones who can legally and properly interpret what these words said. The average multitudes never had. It was actually illegal to have a Bible in your language, whether you're Germany or Hungary or English, you would be sacrificed, burned at the stake. So in my journey to learn about how to help people, I had to actually study the history of many religions, the books that they use. I had to study how the whole Bible was put together in the Nicene Council. Who was the Roman Empire? How did this relate to the Roman Empire? There's another great movie called The Decline of the Empire, which is about a young girl named Catherine. And she moved in the gifts of the Spirit and was taken into into Rome. And it started the downfall. She actually has a big temple over in, I'm not sure what country, I don't know if it's in, Egypt or something that people uh, still go to today. And uh, she is venerated because she was a powerful person who moved in the gift. She was not educated. She was not a Catholic priest. So in my journey, I had to start understanding some things. One of the first things I also did is I went to the public library. And I go, I am confused here. We have many religions in the world, many Protestant denominations. We have Catholic. How did all this come about? I had to go get lots and lots of books from the public library. I started reading. How did the different, quote, Protestant Reformation uh, denominations get created? What were the differences between these denominations of Protestant Christianity? Well, I ran into the fact of, about whether you sprinkle a baby when they're born, you bless them, you baptize them then, or you wait till they're older and you fully soak them and they go down into the water and come up, major contention, the Holy Communion, The wine, did it change when the bell was rung by the priest? The actual, physical, spiritual body of Christ Jesus, who seems to stay locked up in a little altar, go into the wafer, so you're taking him in physically. Or was it just a substitution? And by faith you're taking this? Big contention about Holy Communion. So I ran into these things. I had to study the Catholic Church, how it got developed. Did you know that the Catholic Church, what happened was there were some Greek Orthodox who were Christians. They sent one of their bishops to Rome to do some, you know, start-up churches, I guess, outreach. Well, he got up there The regular Roman Empire was declining, and it was fading, and Constantine, you have to study him, had come in and declared this Christianity to be the state religion. Now, that's a whole other story in itself, because we see that in some countries now, that the religion is the state government. So what Constantine did, okay? He stopped a lot of persecutions for these Christians. Some say he became Christianized on his deathbed. They say his mother went into Jerusalem, found a lot of relics, found the tomb of Christ, found this, and had pilgrimages to Jerusalem. And then what happened was, this Constantine... Had a vision but he wasn't considered mentally ill for seeing this cross in the Sun and doing this so he starts this whole state religion that became the Holy Roman Empire and from there this Greek Orthodox Bishop was there in Rome and they didn't really have once Rome went down As a military power. This bishop, I think this is true. You'll have to check it out. Uh, You need to go visit any Greek Orthodox church that's in your city. Go visit a mosque. Go visit a Catholic church. Go to a Catholic service. Observe. So this bishop from the Greek islands, Greek Orthodox, went to Rome. And he got there and he's trying to unify and get this Roman Empire pulled back together again under this Christianity, this state religion. So this bishop became the Pope, the Papa. He became the Holy Roman Emperor. He was both a soldier and this bishop Well, the Greeks will tell you that since he won't come back, they didn't agree with that. They split from Rome and the Catholics and kept their Greek Orthodoxy. So you have to study how did the Greece come about and all that. So I'm doing this early on, watching all the videos I can about historical people. The guy uh, who was in England, who became called God's outlaw. Did you know that in any country, if you said the Lord's Prayer in your native language, your father would be killed and burned at the stake. It was heretical for you to even speak in your native language. Because at that time, they had the Latin Vulgate Bible. A Lot of control over the word, I was learning. Didn't know why didn't know what was behind it. But I'm going back to the ancient days, and I'm looking at the beginnings. I'm going to find out here uh, in America, we heard something about a great awakening. Some Wesley brothers uh, that traveled through, and they planted a lot of seeds before the revolution came that helped a lot of the young men who wrote the Declaration of Independence. Well, being in a Lutheran church, I wanted to know if that denomination was in America in the 13 colonies. They weren't here. Then I started looking at Sunday school. When did it begin? It really didn't begin until the 1920s in America. And Why was that so important? Because I was sitting in the Lutheran church and I was having private meetings with the Lutheran pastors. Because I had gone to this other church. And they said if you want to come and be a part of the prayer team. Just when somebody comes to the altar to accept Christ or needs prayer. If you were not a member of the church you had to get your pastor's written permission on a form to come. Because the pastor didn't want to try to think he was trying to steal you or doing anything without your pastor's permission. So I got the form and I took it to this Lutheran pastor, real young guy. And I asked him if he would please sign this so I could go and learn. We didn't have prayer teams. We didn't have altar calls in the Lutheran church. So for six months, I stayed in that Lutheran church, meeting privately with the pastor, asking him questions, trying to get him to approve of me. To sign this form so I could go on Friday or Saturday and be on the altar team, prayer team, of this uh, church that was having a revival. Well, he said he couldn't sign it. And I go, why? They are believers in Jesus. They're here in town. He said, because you're going to go there and they're going to teach you how to pray in tongues, this holy language, and we don't believe in it and my job is to protect you because i think that is you know false and it's not right and i go i i didn't even know what quote holy language was i didn't speak in it at that time so we started having meetings in his office about weekly maybe every other week and he would give me papers Uh, to back up his belief from the denomination, his position papers, and I'd read them and underline them, and then I would go study, and then I'd have a meeting with him. Basically what happened, here in America, uh, back in the 1960s maybe, early 70s, something happened that hit the college campuses, hit the hippies, which is another story. About how these people in America were trying to find this peace and love and joy and they thought if they went to San Francisco, they'd find that. Well, they got out there and they didn't find it. So then that's when LSD came in and drugs. They said, maybe this will open up our minds and we'll find that place of love, joy and peace and happiness and love the world and all that stuff that we want to happen instead of uh, the Vietnam War going on and World War II just happening, Korean War and all this ick. So they went looking. Well, during that time, uh, something happened on college campuses and out in San Francisco. Something that got started called the Jesus Movement. I think that's what it was called. Some guy, I think he's dead now. Maybe his name was Chuck Smith. I'm not positive. I can remember being in college sitting under a tray, have some young people come and sort of talk to me. I wasn't interested. I was reading the Hobbit book, which was boy, that was a hard one. So what happened was a lot of these hippies who had been doing drugs found something, found a great love. And they started going to coffee houses. And they would have play their guitars, they would have music and they'd preach about the love of God. Well what happened this was spreading among college uh, seminaries and it hit the Lutheran Church's seminary where you were going to get a master's degree to read Greek and Hebrew and Latin and it hit the seminary of the Missouri Synod and a lot of people got kicked out. They got exiled because they started speaking in this strange lung. They had a different thing about them than the other people. So we had run into this in the, uh, the Lutheran church when I first got there. There was a young man. He was a seminary exile. He had got touched. You could feel the love in there. Uh, and then he left, and we got put back under some people to bring the church congregation back in line. So this young pastor, I think he was from Pittsburgh, somewhere in Pennsylvania, he just gave me the position papers from That time in America and their position that they came to about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he would give them to me. I would come home and read them. And we went through this for maybe six months. And I wasn't getting anywhere. Now, I knew I was operating. I didn't know it in the gifts of discerning of spirits. And uh, I would stay in the uh, Sunday morning church service had a meeting during the week with him trying to understand why he wouldn't approve of me to go these were fellow believers we were all going to be in heaven but I was so ignorant of all these different denominations and the differences between them and I'm watching Martin Luther movies during that time I'm watching all kinds of stuff trying to figure this out how you could deny a a person who believes in Christ i didn't even know why the catholics and the protestants hated each other so much and why they were so different so what happened was i'm going through this process of learning studying taking my bible following the scriptures making sure and i and i started following the king james i had read it as a small child there is an excellent movie about the king james how it was developed in England about King James. There was the um, Geneva Bible. There was the Bishop's Bible and how King James wanted. He didn't like that. A lot of great. There was a great movie documentary. You can still get that. It's called the King James Bible. It came out, I don't know, 15 years ago. So I learned that Sunday school in America had started about 1920s. So this pastor was preaching on a scripture. And it was Paul talking to Timothy, I think in 2 Timothy, about, you know, I know it's hard and Nero is killing everybody. You're, you're losing people and it's real depressing and it's hard and it's heavy. It's lifting. People are dying, running away. Okay, but you got some strong faith. Now you got that from your mom. You got that from your grandmother. Now stir that up, and I also help by laying hands on you. Stir that up within inside of you. Get that fire back. Stir that faith up that you have from your family. Okay? And keep on going. The pastor read the scriptures correctly. I followed him with my finger. Then he gets into his explanation. Of, and explaining what that really means. So he starts talking about that and then he said, and besides the faith of his mother and his grandmother he went to Sunday school. I'm going. That's not in the Bible. There was no Sunday school classes in the Jewish church. There wasn't anything in the Bible that Paul didn't tell him to go to Sunday school. The Lutherans were not even in America during the Great Awakening the first one. Sunday school didn't even happen till about 1920. I'm going, what, uh uh-huh. My classes came up. The book I had been in in the Sunday school class came to bear. I'd been studying. I go, that's not the spirit of God talking to me about Sunday school. That's the spirit of antichrist, the spirit of error. Adding to, what the word said, adding to, and I knew right then, I could not sit under that pastor anymore, that he was an open door, don't know why, to something from the ancient days that I discovered in this book called the Spirit of Antichrist, the Spirit of Error, the lying spirit i had read that uh to be wary when you were there because there would be wolves that would come in but they would act like talk like speak like sheep and they would be among us but they weren't us so when that pastor said that i knew right away i was done in that church I had already spent six months trying to convince him. I saw his philosophy, his denomination's viewpoint. They had seen it, this church, uh, having this revival on the news and the newspaper. And they had already been through something like this back in the 60s and 70s. And they weren't going through it again. So, here comes this out of the man's mouth, his explanation of why... Paul is telling Timothy to get strong again. Go back to Sunday school. Why did he do that? Because in this particular church, it was very small. There was hardly anybody coming to Sunday school. And some of my questions I start in asking, okay, if you were a Lutheran but your kids left, they're now a Baptist or a Methodist or a Catholic or a Presbyterian or whatever. They weren't even welcome in the church to take Holy Communion. The pastor wouldn't serve them. I go, that's not right. Now They believe in Christ Jesus. Okay. So as soon as that pastor said that, I knew what was talking to me from the ancient days. My classes from the strong man started to help me to identify coming out of the teachers, the pastor's mouth, things that were not in the book. I learned to use a dictionary to look up what the meanings were. I used the Strong's Concordance so I could look up the Hebrew and the Greek. And, so, and I, at that day, when he finished, I said, I can't ever sit under him again. I can never be a part of this church, this denomination. And I knew when I walked through the door out the back, because he always stood there to shake your hands, I knew I'd shake a hand of a demonic spirit in the Ancient of Days called the Spirit of Antichrist and the Spirit of Air and the Lion Spirit. All three of them were going, to be, were going to be in that man's body and they wanted to see if they could snare me and would I stay. Now, I didn't say anything to anybody. I just knew who I was gonna shake, prayed a prayer on my way out, was very kind to the man, and I left. And I went, and then for next year, I just joined the church, went to church, went to their prayer meetings. And then after about a year and being on member, I applied to be on the prayer team. That's another whole experience. But I had to start learning from the strong man, this is where I stayed I have a lot of other books, I'm sort of gathering them up, then I'll show them to but I started learning about some things from ancient days I didn't even know what that meant so I have to do some studying, I watched a lot of YouTubes okay. there were things about fallen angels spirit, spiritisms uh, in the psychic occult world, they call them forces I had to study that I had to go back I go okay I'm now trying to learn how to help people in a world that has some things in it from ancient days where'd they come from how'd they get down here what is their ancient purpose for being here why are they here how many are here do they have a pecking order are they a military do they have a structure do they have a hierarchy well, i didn't know but this book began my journey into the ancient days what i had to learn was before There was, and you'll hear this from many different, before there was the earthly world as we see it. We know there were dinosaurs here, but we don't believe there was any humans as we know them at the same time. And we know there was a lot of volcanoes. We know there were ice ages. And we have some humanoids that go back 10,000 or later years. So we know there's a lot of ancient days to the planet Earth. Many different cycles of hot and cold, volcanic stuff. The scientists are trying to figure out, we had a Big Bang somewhere, and everything exploded out of something. And then for who knows how long, millions and millions and millions and billions and more billions, comets, we see the volcanic activity, no life. The scientists know that the earth itself is billions and billions and billions, maybe trillions and more years old. But humanity as we know it hasn't been here that long. They know there were dinosaurs. They got the fossils. They know there were sea creatures that we don't see anymore. We got the fossils. They know things happened on the planet. Volcanoes happened. Floods happened. Comets coming down. So they know there were ancient days just to the planet Earth. We have the fossils. And they try to get the carbon dating out of them. So I'm going, okay, how far back do I go to learn about these things? that on this deliverance team, this personal ministry, we are casting out of people. How'd they get here? When did they come to planet Earth? What gives them a legal right to be in us? What do they look like? This tells me when we open it up, we'll use spirit of heaviness over here. A tree. That that strong man is the spirit of heaviness, according to Isaiah sixty one three, and he has a legion of we'll call them soldiers, strong men under him, that each one does a different thing. It would be like if you were in the military and you were up here in a, at the very top. You have the army, the navy, the coast guard, you have special ops, you have the marine, you have the pilots, you have the tank, you have the artillery, that's what all these guys are. But they can't go into a territory, into a land, into a, country, into a person, without some siege being planted. So this book was beginning to show me it didn't tell me how they got here. It didn't tell me what they were made of. I'm listening to this Lutheran pastor and words are coming out of his mouth. It seems strange. He, he spoke Greek and Hebrew. And he probably read it and wrote it. I didn't. He's got a master's in the divinity or theology. I didn't. All I had was the Bible in front of me, and that wasn't in it. And because I had been sitting in this class, oops, sorry, I knew it was a spiritual thing he was talking to. And it was error. And he was coming at that moment as a wolf in sheep's clothing to throw out some words, which I'm going to record today uh, a new thing about words, hoping I would catch them, take them in, plant them, believe in them, and they would take root. There's a great story in the Bible from this wonderful king. uh, He calls himself king, but they thought he was a prophet, which I just did some great learning on that. And uh, this king was talking about how uh, the kingdom, the land that he came from, how it works. And he was saying, I'm going to throw some words out, like seeds of a sower. And I'm going to throw them out in the fields, maybe corn or wheat or something, to be planted in the dirt so they can grow their crop. But then he had to start explaining to them that when words go out from this king and his kingdom that it falls onto some soil that sometimes it's very hard it won't receive the truth. Some it'll receive it for a little while but when tests and trials and fires come it burns it up. Others receive it, get planted. So I was learning that This, these things from here that I was casting out, doing deliverance on people that were called spirits, were from the ancient days. You go and watch the movie, the first one of the Lord of the Rings. And the guys decide to go through the mountain of Moria to get on over to get to Mount Doom. Now, the wizard, Gandalf, did not want to go through there because he was reminded by his boss that the dwarfs had dug so deep into the mountain they had come across something from the ancient world, a bell rock, a demon of the ancient world. And when that demon, that bell rock, it's great to look at. He's a creature, he's bigger than the orcs, even the orcs who were pretty powerful and they were afraid of it. They ran. And it it's breathing as fire, he's made of fire. And Gandalf knew that bows and arrows, whatever they had, it wasn't gonna do nothing to this thing. They were no good. And he has to do a standoff on a bridge. He holds his thing, and he says, I am the keeper of the special light of Uldun. I think that's what it is. You shall not pass. I wrote a great um, word of encouragement. I'll try to get that up. It's already up. It's called You Shall Not Pass. And he has to take a stand, and a dome comes around his uh, staff this bell rock a demon from the ancient days you got to do battle with him but he went into shadow he actually died that's what that meant killing this demon and he comes back and instead of being grey he's white but that interaction there with earthly weapons tanks poison and stuff it ain't going to work against these guys, the Bellrocks, the demons of the ancient days. And even the elves who had been around for a long, long time. And Gandalf, they didn't seem to know too much. They knew about the demons of the ancient days. The elves had been around a long time. But it was, they had never run into them. So what happens if you also watch some other movies, I've told some people about the one that Denzel Washington made called The Fallen. And it is, he's a Christian man and he's trying to teach you about these spirits, how they move through people. And they'll cause people to commit suicide and their attitudes. Excellent movie to watch. So here I am. I'm in a Lutheran church and I hear these ancient demons speaking through this pastor demons of the ancient days now at this time i don't know nothing about nothing except that was not in the book and because i was in that class faithfully reading this looking it up studying okay that was not words of truth and light error and lying and they were spoken against the Christ so I had to leave so what this class did for me it spurred on more questions ancient days what are we talking about where'd they come from how were they created what was their beginning How did it get down here? I didn't know. So, off to the bookstores, off to the libraries, off to YouTube, I went, made notes. I had so many notebooks and papers, it's incredible. And I wrote, I wrote and I looked up words and I studied trying to find out what is this thing, these things. That I'm dealing with a lady who had cancer, but a man's voice is coming out of her, sounds Chinese, and he's talking to me from about 5,000 years ago. What is that? What were these forces the psychics were using? The witches were doing? What was the power they were using To have out-of-body experiences. I didn't know. When I got into, also I think I wrote something about psychic roamers, psychic warriors. I didn't know anything about that. Throw in some multiple personalities, uh, brainwashing programming. I, I am ignorant. You understand none of this is in the master's program. How to help people. I didn't know how to help people come out of cults. Didn't know what a cult was. I had no clue, I had nothing. So I'm having to make up lost time and study so hard. I, I got very little sleep. I would carry six books on different topics in my purse, in my car. So at a red light or stop by a train, I read. I would get, at that time we had audio cassettes we didn't have the podcast. I think we had YouTube. I'd go to the bibliographies in the back of the books, and I'd go buy those books. Then I'd check on YouTube to see if there were teachings from these people. I was doing everything I knew to do because I had to make up time. I knew time was short. And I'm trying to raise a son. I have parents alive brother living with us it was hard there were some days I didn't think I would make it the attacks were ferocious and vicious even in church so I had to start studying the Ancient of Days Lord of the Rings helped the guy that actually wrote it T.R. Tolkien, was a Christian then you go watch Narnia C.S. Lewis, Christian, they go off into a land with the white witch. Did you hear what she said? Every traitor's blood belonged to her. That was the law, the rule in Narnia. Animals were talking. I guess, was there ever a time like that? Was that true? These people had experiences. Then Harry Potter's coming out. Magic. But you know what I liked about Harry? Is They told these young people, hey, this is some power. But you must go to school. You must be in classes. You must take notes. Because you can't play around with this stuff. There's many different classes that you need to learn before we will release you to use it. And you're not to use it out in front of the muggles, which were non-magic people. But they had to go to school. They went to boarding schools. Because they had a lot to learn about that stuff. And I realized in the world that I was living in with Christians, even Islamic people, all the other faiths, they had no schools like us. But I did discover something. That when you have a young child and you are an occult person, they have schools where you will learn how to use your powers. How to be a better psychic had it read the tarot cards nothing like that for the christians a lot of them didn't even want to believe in these ancient days because what had happened to protestant and even catholicism is the age of reasoning had come in and they said that stuff Uh uh-uh. that's just for superstitious uneducated unscience people it's all biological or it's all just mental emotional it's nothing spiritual because those things those bell rocks they ain't real but how many of the science fiction movies and the people are trying to tell us there is real the exorcist movie true story The case about Emily Rose, true story about being demonically possessed. Now what happens is a lot of cultures go into it and they think they have to yell and scream and do all of these things, make it very loud, to demonstrate their power. And that's not true. The demonics are not hard of hearing. They can hear your spirit. It's all spirit stuff. They can hear your spirit talking. You don't have to say a word. But that shows ignorance. Trying to prove I got the power. But you'll never hear Jesus yelling at demonic spirits. Won't hear it. So I'm learning this world, I'm reading books, I'm watching things, I'm discovering. I knew nothing about the ancient days. How did this happen? Why are they here? Why do I need to study this? Why do I need to know this about them? Why do I need to know about the spirit of heaviness? And its fruit and its trees, and how it manifests in people. If this was irrelevant and not real, then why was I learning about it? Why was a church casting these things out? What were these things only for the Robertsons in Costa Rica, Central America, Africa? down in the Caribbean. How about over in New Orleans, voodoo? Everybody laughs about it. But in voodoo, they are saying, come on in. I welcome you from the ancient days. So I had to start studying the beginnings. I had to go back through many, many books, history, archaeology, I had to Egyptians believed in the demons, an afterlife, supernatural stuff. They had magicians, dreams and visions, God's talking. Then you go back before that. and you keep on going back, you can go back into uh, the ancient days and people believe the Indians believe in the Great Father in the sky. Everybody believed, but time, When the age of reasoning came, science took off. And they discovered germs and medicine and surgery. This went out the window. Except a few, like uh, Salvation Army. Some people, they stayed with it. The Catholics still have it. They just kind of keep it quiet and under wraps and stuff like that. And, uh, the one movie that I watched, which is a true story, it's called The Last Rite. I actually have it, about this young priest. And he went the priesthood, but he didn't believe it. You know, he just thought it was all mental illness, which is what most people believe. So they sent him over to Rome to go to the school. Loved how they did it. It's like being in a college class. Very educated, not silly and goofy, and very knowledgeable, lots of pictures. He still didn't believe it. Just thinks they are throwing a mental health fit, a seizure. So they put him with a person in the community. I think it was Anthony Hopkins who was playing it. And to learn about this, and he still didn't believe. And he got challenged even by, because the higher power that is even over this wants you to believe in them so you can help people. But before I could even help people this way instead of the mental health way. I had to believe in it. I had to understand it. And then he took me, once I got there, remember, I'm in this class for five years, the same book. I'm on the prayer team. I'm learning how to do altar calls, pray with people. I'm learning how to Uh, be a personal ministry team I'm in the bathrooms I'm on the stalls I'm in the toilets I'm working with the ushers Uh, people are going what you would call like lunatics mentally ill falling down look like they're dying and I have to deal with it because I'm dealing with strong men I didn't know well what was causing them to act up something they told me called the glory and the anointing I go what's that presence of God what's that I didn't know so my teacher the Holy Spirit was taking me by topics through everything but I had to first go back to the ancient days what I had to learn is these things down here from the Bible didn't start off down there. You go study some of the ancient alien movies about the watchers coming down. You have to go back, and according even to the Bible, even in the Quran, we're going back to the Garden of Eden. We're going back to the fall of mankind. We're going back to the beginning before there was even a planet Earth. And the heavens were created. Okay, I had to go back. I had to cross-reference things, look up things, I had to go get another book, watch another movie. I'm back in the ancient days and what I learned about these guys, they were originally created as angels, which means messengers, ministering spirits, servants of this great high king in his kingdom. And they would do his bidding. He would talk they were sort of created like poof, fully grown, full knowledge, totally aware of the laws, the rules, who he was, who they were. He's up there, we are his servants. They didn't have to do any learning each one had a purpose each one had a place there were three what we call them cherubim archangels michael who's a great warrior still is gabriel he worked with a lot of communications there's some guy named lucifer which meant son of the morning brightness and this guy over here these three okay This guy over here, his whole body, his whole spirit body was beautiful jewels. And this high power wanted to send out messages or speak through him. He would send light into Lucifer. And Lucifer's whole body would sing and talk. Just be a beautiful, radiant something. And I didn't know what that meant about rock singing. Well, I went to a cave in Pennsylvania and I heard rocks singing in caves rocks can sing they can make music so what happened was these three archangels been there ancient of days they watched they had their place everybody's put in place this Lucifer guy he was also a guy to protect and guard this big guy Make sure no it got in there. No dirt and stuff. He was a protector. The other two had their job. And this Lucifer guy, he had about one-third of all of these created angels under him. Michael, the warring guy, he had a third. And Gabriel had a third. Everybody's in their place. The strong man's at the top, the three, under the one. So this Lucifer guy, I don't know. Nobody knows how long this went on. They're up there doing their thing. There's no earth yet. And this higher power, this God, this Father, uh, whatever he does, this Lucifer dude got tired of taking orders from him. Tired of gathering all the glory, sending messages up, doing all this work. And he starts thinking to himself, this ain't right. I'm just a servant. I should be up there. I want to sit up there where he is. Look at all that I'm doing. and, And I have to bring all this glory and stuff to him. That ain't right. Something happened in him. Now he knew the rules. He knew how everything was set up. But deep in his heart, something started changing. He got jealous, envious. He wanted something that belonged. He started lusting after the big high God's position. He wasn't content where he was. He got envious of that guy up there because he thought he was equal to him. I guess he forgot he was created, and that guy up there has always been there. But he started getting lusty, prideful. He'd look at himself and go, Whoo, boy, am I beautiful. Look at this light shining. Look at the power I have. And you will get blinded by your own brightness. And you will believe it's yours. His light shining out didn't come from him. It's like if I take a prism and I just hold the prism. Okay, it's glass. But if I don't shine a light through it, it can't shine. It's like holding a diamond. Not until light comes through do you see the explosion. He was a receiver, a vessel. He was not the light. He was not the king. But he got jealous. And inside of him, he starts thinking something is changing in him. And he has thoughts about taking over, throwing a mutiny, mutiny, impeaching him, sort of kicking him out and he secretly is talking to the one third of people that he is supervising and of course they are afraid that's their boss if they don't go along with him they could get in trouble so one third of them agreed with him but something happened and it says in the Bible that glory and light and you look at yourself and you go wow I'm so beautiful you will be blinded by the light that belongs to somebody else but you'll believe it's you and your heart gets changed and you start lusting you don't like where you're at you want to be up there you plot plan you talk to all your underlings you start throwing a mutiny impeachment we'll call it you have secret meetings overthrow the government what you're going to do now this lucifer didn't realize that the big guy could hear him thinking inside of himself in his own mind and thoughts now, this guy was created like a full adult knew all the rules all grown up been there a long time just got tired of being in his spot didn't like it and this and what happened was he was beautiful he was full of wisdom right from his birth or Christian. glorious body that light could shine through full of diamonds and jewels and pearls and sapphires and turquoise and emeralds. He was one third of all the thousands and myriads of the host of the angels that were to protect and guard this kingdom. He's a powerful creature. But I guess after time, he wasn't happy, wanted something lusting, coveting, somebody else's position I should be there that's my spot and this high king heard him and said I don't think so like lightning where'd he go down here with all of his things all of his strong men, all of his angels one third down here Were there any humans here? Don't know. Some people, I believe, I don't know if it's true, we ask, how did the dinosaurs get extinct? They said some cataclysmic event occurred. Without any knowledge, without any proof, my little brain says that when this dude, Lucifer, which meant son of the morning. His job was to guard and protect the glory and the anointing. got kicked out. Light's gone. Came down here. or Got thrown like lightning. We learned that later. He got snatched down here like bolt of lightning. And I think when that happened, I can have no proof of this, That is when the dinosaurs got wiped up. Start such evil and hate and fire and whatever was in him came with him. And all of the one third of those things. Now, they had already been coming down here, had seen that being created. Because you'll learn later from me that a lot of these strong men manifest to humans as dinosaurs because they're very fierce. So they watched them. They actually, this Lucifer and the they watched this God create earth slowly and methodically through time. They watched. And when he got to the point, there was no turning back for him. He got slapped down, kicked out of the high place. And he didn't lose his powers, but what happened, he became perverted. The power became twisted. He didn't have any light. He already knew what the rules were going to be. Uh, you going, okay? There is no uh, hope for you because you were fully aware of the rules. So when he gets cast in his heart and mind, he became an adversary against, anti, this God. And that translates into the name of Satan which equals adversary of God. So he's sent down here, probably used that that power to send him like lightning, high heat, evil comes down. And this God said, I'll use it to wipe out the dinosaurs, get the oil and the gas and the trees, and start preparing this earth for humans to come. Because it wasn't ready yet. I don't think we could have survived with the T-Rexes and all the dinosaurs because the atmosphere wasn't right. Uh, They were reptiles. Nothing was ready for us. That's my belief. I don't know if that's true or not. But during this class of the strong man, I'm having to learn about the ancient days, where they got started, how were they created, Where was their beginning? How did they get organized under the strong man? Why were they sent down here? So if you study some things, there's a lot of great guys out there studying ancient aliens, and they talk about some of this. But I just wanted to bring this class, Ancient Days, that when you're starting to learn to help people, from the Lord's way, a spiritual way. You're going to go back to the ancient days. You're gonna look back to the beginning of spirits, the spiritual realm, how it was created, who created it, how it operates, its laws, its rules. Is it the king? Is it not the king? How does it reflect down here on planet Earth? Why are there, still up there a kingdom okay you're going to get into all of that in your studies because when you go to help people you have to have a knowledge you have to have strong beliefs you have to know how to communicate this you have to know what your adversary is who your enemy is it's like you don't go into war against something into battle against a strong man. Do you even know what his weapons are, what his strong men are, what his purposes are? In the military, we all study the others. We don't go into war without knowledge. Then you have to be trained. And you have to learn what your power source is. And you have to learn how to use it. You can't, okay, make me a sniper. I don't know how to use a gun. I don't know how to do that. I'd be no good to you. Drive a tank, forget that. Okay. You have to be trained if you're gonna go into battle. Then through your training, your faith gets stronger. You know the enemy's purpose. You're dedicated. You're disciplined. You can go into a building by yourself, shoot your gun, kill the enemy to set who? Captives free. Well, what happens if you have, we'll use another one here. Try to help you here. Oop! i to find a okay. A familiar spirit. Okay. What happens if you run into this strong man? What are you going to find in a person's life? a medium. What is that? How does that work nowadays? Yoga. Hmm. Have you studied yoga? Peeping and muttering. What is that? Clairvoyant. What is that? Spiritist. Doing drugs. Passive mind and dreamers, giving false prophecy, huh? What's that got to do with a familiar spirit? What in the world's a familiar spirit? Okay, you can't go into battle. It's a great story. I can't remember where it's at. That before before you a king goes into battle, you better count the cost. You better know if you got enough soldiers, you got enough money, you got enough grit and discipline to win. No matter how long it takes. Even if you have short losses and you lose that hill, can you go back up the next day and take it? Can you go to the end? Sometimes this stuff gets nasty. I've had, I'll tell you a quick story and then I'll finish up. Had, I used to take these young girls into my home. Multiple personalities, satanic ritual abuse, multiple generations. And when you discover something in their families that they don't know and it's been hidden, it would be like me This sort of, we'll use what's happening in politics today. You discover some things about people in leadership, politics, they don't want you to know about it. They attack you back. Well I had I would find out things and I would get attacked in my home. This one young girl found out something about her mother, hurt her deeply. She's under attack. The next day she's out here in my living room, picking up a pair of scissors and they coming down, they get within inches of me. I am frozen by a spell in my own home. Husband down the hall sleeping, son downstairs eating. And she's the, the body says, you're not going to say one word. And here come the scissors. They're coming down. They're going to kill me. Okay, test time. Okay, frozen, can't speak, can't talk, can't move. And all I could do was think up here. Okay, I'm going to die. Make it quick. I'll see you in a bit, Jesus. I'm coming. Then I'll be right back because I'm going to come back. As soon as I said that and I passed the test, I was not afraid. The spell broke. And he said, that's not her. So I said, I bind you in the name of Jesus. You are not who you are. You are a demon and somebody's mother. Bound. And the girl shook like that. Walked off. Came back. Grabbed my glasses. Ripped them and them, Grabbed a statue. Threw it down. Husband, don't wake up. He's under something. Son, don't come upstairs, nothing. In my home, trying to help people. So the next day the young girl says, You gonna charge assault and battery again? I said, No, ma'am. That was your physical body doing it, but it was not your spirit. You were knocked out. You weren't even probably in your body, or you were knocked out unconscious. It was your mother and a demon that had control of your physical body. I'm not going to blame you for that. I had to walk with copy love and I had to know what was who was doing what. Now I had to forgive that mom uh, years later cuz boy she attacked me cuz she was trying to keep her daughter in the family to get the assignment done. Now she's her mom's up in heaven that's no problem and uh, she got saved at 15 but couldn't get out of that stuff and uh, but that's how my life was going to rescue these people now I just heard from that young girl, she's later on and um, she hadn't quite found her dream yet but she hadn't given up she's still working on it she's still my spiritual daughter she still calls me I still encourage her. I help her to find her path, her way. I know my job. You get in there. You send like we're going to go get in Osama bin Laden. We're going to send in the special ops. We're going to take care of business. And then other people are going to do some other stuff. I'll usually have people in my life for a few years, intense deliverance work, intense stuff, and then turn them over to the body of Christ to go the next step. But most people don't like to get down in the trenches. It'd be like taking those deeply ingrained ISIS fighters, bringing them in your home, knowing they could kill you, they hate you, you're an infidel, and trying to love them and help them out of that. That's how I was and still am. I take the roughest and the hardest of the heart. And I have to... Go against strong men. Coming through people. A lot of good stories. But I had to go back to the ancient days. And I had to study. And I had to learn. I had to find out where they came from. What was their intent, their purposes. So in this basic class... You're going to go back to the ancient days. You're going to study the basic Bibles or the Quran. You're going to study where these uh, CS Lewis and J.R. Tolkien. You're going to study the bell rocks of the shadows. You're going to study the things in people. You're going to study ancient religions. You're going to study the history of Christianity and Catholicism. And you're going to study Muslim. And you're going to study Buddhist, And you're going to study ancient days back to 10, 20,000 years in ancient Egypt. You're going back to the ancient days. So you will know what your enemy is spiritually. And how he has been a part of and all of his strongness. Still here. There's a few uh, that are in the pit uh, that are being held there, and that's another story about the Watchers coming down. But you have to learn. You have to believe. You have to know. You can't. You don't have to be loud. A lot of times I'm taking care of business in my sleep because my spirit is not asleep, but my conscious and my subconscious is. It's resting. I take care prisoners that. Okay. But that is what the Ancient of Days and your basic is. And I'll try to get you some more books when I come up next time. For you to study and learn. A lot of good movies out. YouTube. A lot of stuff. Go into it with an open mind. Okay. I don't know nothing about it. But be a seeking heart. Be like an archaeologist. Trying to learn about ourselves by studying ancient days, ancient civilization, reading the hieroglyphs, reading one of the another book you're going to start read the book of Enoch, some of the ancient Gnostic gospels about this stuff. You'll see dreams and visions and spirit trips in the Christian Bible. Muhammad had visions of angels. Spirit stuff happening. All religions are connected to the spirit realm, faith base, gods, higher powers, everything. So if you're going to help people, this is your basic area where you have to start. Back in the ancient days, the days of the bell rocks. demons of another time find out where they came from what your faith believes about them read there's a lot of good books and learn love you Pastor Deborah teacher and shepherd of the Kings International Spiritual Care University online free no test from me No registration. You can email me at Pastor Deborah at agabilove loveishere.org Visit the full website www.AgapeLoveIsHere.org. Also there's a YouTube channel called The Hidden Kingdoms. I'm also on podcast uh, on four different platforms. I'm also trying to do some other things. uh, Make it So that um, we can connect, enjoy, learn, and grow. People are hurting and they need you to step up, be knowledgeable, have strong faith, and learn your enemy, Pastor Deborah. Class is dismissed, but go to the bathrooms, get a drink of water because we're coming back and doing another one.